My friends of Christ, you couldn't exactly call today's scriptures light summer reading. They come closer to Hamlet than to much ado about nothing. The church doesn't seem to care that it's still summer and we're trying to savor the last bit of vacation. But there is no vacation from the gospel, no vacation from following Jesus. Jeremiah set the tone this morning. His words bordered on blasphemy. He pulls no punches when he tells God, you duped me, Lord, and I let myself be duped. No tiptoeing around there. And who can blame Jeremiah? God had given him a message to deliver, a message no one wanted to hear, a message that turned everyone against him, made his life one long tale of woe, of opposition, arrest, imprisonment, public disgrace. No wonder Jeremiah felt duped. No wonder he cried out, enough, I've had it. I've had it with speaking in your name, Lord. But Jeremiah went on speaking in spite of himself. God's word was a fire within him, burning away. And try as he might, he simply could not contain the fire. Talk about a no-win situation. If he didn't speak God's word, it consumed him from within like a fire. And if he did, and when he did, it only got him into trouble. We should be able to identify with Jeremiah, my friends. If we take our faith at all seriously, if we honestly try to live our faith just beyond paying it lip service, and we do, then sooner or later we're going to feel that we've been duped because God will take us places where we really don't want to go. God will ask us to give what we really don't want to give. For the truth, my friends, is that for a follower of Jesus, it's not all that different from what it was for Jeremiah. It's true he received his call to be prophet while still in his mother's womb, but for most of us, our call came early too, at our baptism. And we can escape our call no more than Jeremiah could escape his. There is no easy way out, but we look for ways. So did Peter, as it was evident in today's gospel. When Jesus began to speak openly about the suffering and death that awaited him in Jerusalem, Peter wouldn't hear of it. Far be it from you, Lord, God forbid that you should ever suffer. And Peter's effort to stake out an easy way earned him a bruising rebuke from Jesus. Get behind me, Satan. You are thinking, not as God does, but as human beings do. Those few words of Jesus are the heart of today's message. God's way of thinking and our way of thinking are not the same, not even remotely. God's ways turn our ways upside down and inside out. With God, losing becomes saving. Giving up becomes gaining. Dying 
becomes living. Whoever wishes to save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake will save it. For what profit would there be for one to gain the whole world and forfeit his life in the process? I'm sure you've probably heard along the line of the so-called prosperity gospel. The belief among some Christians, hugely popularized by televangelists, that God blesses faithful believers with prosperity, with wealth, financial success, and that generous donations to the church, the more the better, will not only win God's favor, but also increase one's material wealth. Well, this turns faith into an entitlement, into a little more than, than a deal, a contract we enter into with God in return for placing our faith in God and placing generous gifts in the collection basket, God rewards us with security, wealth, affluence. Simple as that. Way too simple, right? In fact, prosperity gospel is no gospel at all. It makes a mockery of the Christian gospel. When we signed up to be Christians, we received no signing bonus, no stock options, no assurance of prosperity, and certainly no entitlement to a suffering-free or sacrifice-free life. Just the opposite, in fact. In the words of St. Paul, in today's passage from the letter to the Romans, when we signed on with Jesus Christ, we offered and agreed to offer our bodies, our very selves, as a living sacrifice to God. And sacrifice is a costly thing. Sacrifice is a countercultural thing. It was for Jeremiah. It was for Jesus. It was for Peter, as he would one day find out. My friends, our culture, too often driven by individualism, self-indulgence, conspicuous consumption, and avoidance of pain at all costs, places little or no value on sacrifice. And yet, sacrifice, rooted in love, is at the heart of the Christian life. And sacrifice, rooted in love, is at the heart of our worship, too. Sacrifice is what we do every time we gather to celebrate the Eucharist, as we have this morning. For this is precisely the place where the sacrifice of Jesus intersects with our lives, where his sacrifice becomes our sacrifice. Do this in memory of me is far more than an invitation to repeat a ritual. It is an invitation to a way of life. So my friends, St. Paul's words in today's second reading, do not conform yourselves to this age, are meant to be taken to heart. And so are those challenging words that Jesus spoke to Peter. You are thinking not as God does, but as human beings do.